We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Friday, October 7th, and we don't got any MMA this weekend. So this, this, we won't be talking about the UFC slate that doesn't exist tomorrow. That's what we normally do on Friday. But since we don't have that, it's kind of a little bit casual. A little bit casual Friday. Whatever you want, right? Ask whatever you want. Let's talk about whatever you want, right? I see the people in the YouTube chat. We got Wataz, Suki Singh, as usual. Real life pitcher. Playoff baseball. Oh, I don't know if we'll talk about that. I'm kind of done with baseball. I'm done. I don't, I'm done with it, right? We got NBA coming up soon. Doug Montgomery's here. Morning, TGIF, MJC, week five NFL. We can talk about that. Paul Adair says new hat. Yeah. I explained yesterday why I'm not going to wear a Louisville City FC hat anymore. We're getting some uh, some injury reports today. Dawson Knox, 
Dawson Knox is out for the Bills this weekend. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to practice today. DeAndre Swift won't practice today. That's what I'm I'm seeing that right now. We still got to wait wait on a, a bunch of a bunch of injury news, I guess. Is David Montgomery going to play? I don't know. We have to see. We have to see. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts. Grant Brown's here. Ike Jernigan, morning. Whatever you want to talk about. We can talk about whatever you want. I mean, we could, could do whatever, whatever it is. You can do whatever you want with the theory of daily fantasy sports. How to apply profitable DFS strategies for advanced players. It's my new uh, advanced course. Came out, what, five weeks ago? Ten chapters of audio. You got all these Excel tools. You use them in, in, in tandem with Lineup HQ to build your lineups. And you bring them into Excel. Very easy. Just cutting and pasting. Really, you're just pressing a button and cutting and pasting. You're able to analyze and sort lineups, see correlations, analyze your contests, simulate, simulate based on floor and ceiling projections. Able to do a lot of stuff with it. So go to theoryofdfs.com. Check it out. Go pick it up. Dan Janning asks, how do most people build for MLB showdown slates? I have no idea. Typically pit, typically pitchers. Pitchers are typically the highest floor players, highest ceiling players. I don't know. I don't play MLB showdown, so I couldn't tell you. But just like any other type of showdown, it's a, if you're playing especially large field, so you're trying to be unique, right? You, you don't want you don't want to dupe with 17 million people. That, that's the only suggestion. When you're playing, when you play, I mean, MMA, we talk about that all the time. Like maybe you don't play the three 40 plus percent on fighters together. Because then you win, and you win with a 78-way tie instead of, you know, with an under two-way tie, four-way tie, solo, if possible. Got soccer tomorrow. I saw one mentioned yesterday, talking about the, the English Premier League slate. You got that tomorrow morning, uh, the 10 o'clock Eastern, right? You got four games. Got the NFL slate. I got the blitz projections up. Things really haven't shaken out for the NFL slate because I can't really predict necessarily. Is there any? Is there going to be anyone that's like just like mega chalky? Fournette is that the closest to that? I guess maybe. I mean, I'm just taking a look at ownership here, and it's like nothing really like stands out from uh, like Cooper Cup is going to be owned. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's Chris Olave because uh, the Saints have receivers out. Is that going to be chalky chalk? Is Godwin going to be chalk? Like to the point like where you're like, oh, okay, it's really hindering like the, the total ownership of my lineup type of chalk. Like last week with like Jamal Williams, like 30%, 35%. Tight end, is there anything Higby? Is Higby going to be chalky tight end? Are the Rams going to be chalky? I, really? It, look, it looks like, it looks like the, the Buccaneers are. In general, it looks like like Tom Brady, like Brady plus Godwin plus Fournette. That, that's what it seems like here. Will it get out of hand, though? I have no idea. And there's not much cheap value from what I could tell. Right, is McKenzie going to be out? Are we going to get like Khalif Shakir or something like that as a cheap value play? I mean, because I see like Zay Jones... Rondell Moore, like projecting decently. Do we want to fall into that trap? I don't know. There's just nothing that like opens up your lineup. Like even in running back, I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr., but he's 5,500. It's not like, it's not cheap, cheap. Brees Hall, still not cheap, cheap. 
I don't think you necessarily have to pay up at running back. But then you don't have any cheap wide receivers, really. So, like, how are you fitting your lineups together? How how are you pl- how are you playing a Hurt stack or an Allen stack? I mean, the Blitz likes, you know, Andy Dalton or Geno Smith. Mac Jones. Assuming he plays, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. We don't know. We have no idea what's going on yet. Ownership wise, it's it's we 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 have Brady as the highest owned quarterback. He's six K, and they throw the ball a bunch against Atlanta. I could see that, if, especially if you need the salary. I I, I could see it. Ike Jernigan says Josh Allen versus Pittsburgh should get on. Yeah, no, no, I mean that, but that that's a quarterback. I'm talking about the 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 skill positions. I mean, I know quarterback is a skill position, but the quarterback is not the start of your lineup. It's the linchpin of a lineup. So I don't care about the quarterback ownership. Like Brady, I care about because Godwin Godwin should be one of the chalkier wide receivers, and Fournette should be one of the chalk chalkiest running backs. So that those piece together well. But if we take a look at like Stefan Diggs, like where does Diggs even show up in, the, in these projections? I mean, th- he doesn't even project that well for 8,400. I mean, raw points, sure. Yeah, okay. But is Allen plus Diggs plus whoever plus what? Does anyone on Pittsburgh, I mean, project well? I mean, we go up here, like, no, this is the Blitz. You're going to be giving up projection by playing Deontay Johnson or Pickens or Claypool. So it's like, so how much, how much owned is, uh, I mean, yeah, Allen by himself. I mean, like people play in GVP, people, people play stacks. So that's why it's hard. It's hard to be, even with, even with the, the, the Hertz, we go over to, to Philadelphia. I mean, I guess you, yeah, I mean, but it's expensive. Hertz plus Brown plus Smith or something plus Goddard or, I mean, you're, you're getting up there and then you, and then you run it back with what, Rondell Moore? Zach Ertz, Marquise Brown. I mean, that's expensive. Seventy-two hundred for Marquise Brown. I mean, how do you fit that in? So we go here. Like, even if we just just like build that stack and just press optimize, like Hertz. Let's say you play Hertz plus Brown plus Goddard or something, right? And then you then on the on the other. Let's say let's say you play Rondell Moore. Something like that. I and mean, what does that come out to be? I guess you could play that. Yeah, you could fit in Olave, Lockett, Wilson, Pierce. Okay, that's doable. But I guess without Rondell Moore, if we put in like like Marquise Brown, like what what happens? Okay, well you're playing a you're playing a double tight end lineup. You need three cat three K Jawan Johnson, Herbert Wilson, Lockett, Jawan Johnson, Cowboys defense. Maybe it's doable. You play you play Devonta Smith there, and then maybe that makes it makes it easier. Okay, it's not it's not as ridiculous, but you're gonna be eating probably a bunch of chalk in some other spots, which may not be that bad. Just seems like everything that 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 seems enticing is just also expensive. Kyle Pitts has not been seen at practice today. He's not been he's barely been seen on the field also. That, that that's as well. So yeah, we're gonna have to wait for a lot of this injury stuff. Who's gonna be playing tight end for the for the for the Bills now? That that knocks us out. Is it gonna be Quentin Morris? They're gonna with Tommy Sweeney. Is that available? 
Like what's gonna happen with what what's gonna happen with Atlanta? Against some Parker Hesse, some Anthony Ferkser, and also what's happening with the the running backs on Atlanta with Cordell Patterson out. They ran they, they ran the ball with like 14 different people the last game, seems like. Al Al Allegier and Huntley, Avery Williams, Keith Smith. I mean, anything could happen. I think Al Al Algier, Al Geyer. Maybe his pass catching upside. I mean, are, are we going down that far? I think it just makes the more more uh, appealing option. Just you know, you just play Drake London one offs. Used. I mean, that's. I think that's going to be popular. I think what's going to be popular is Brady double stacks with with Drake London runbacks. So it's not that expensive. I mean, like Mike Evans is sixty nine hundred. Godwin's fifty nine hundred. London's what six thousand or something. 5,900. So, yeah, yeah. This is this. I, I, I'm expecting this Bucks Falcons game. The Bucks have a 28.25 team total. So, it's not, it's pretty healthy. Buffalo is 29.75. The over unders on these games, the totals aren't, aren't that high. The ones that with one team has a high total, it's the other team is, the, you know, they're 10 point favorite. You look here, it's like, okay, Eagles, Cardinals, okay, that's like 20, 20, 40, 48 and a half. I mean, like the Buffalo, like Buffalo is like 44, but like it's like it's almost a two touchdown favorite over 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 Pittsburgh. We're saying for like the, the Chargers Browns, like to me, the Chargers Browns looks interesting. Because there's, there's no one really, pro- I mean, they don't project poorly, but they don't project like well. So playing something like, like, Herbert, Herbert, Williams, Everett, Cooper, like something like that, maybe. Let's see what value shows up. I mean, we're still waiting on practice reports today. I have no idea. MJC says, who's going to be a Gino Goff of week five? Maybe it's G- maybe it is Gino. Maybe Gino's going to be the Gino of week, Gino's of, of week five. Is there going to be any? Maybe we shouldn't expect that. Can Carson Wentz put up points against the Titans? Yeah, that's a disgusting matchup. What's going on in that game? Let's take a look. Derrick Henry, Woods, Samuel, Logan Thomas. I don't know about playing quarterbacks in this game. But Tennessee, I mean, if Carson Wentz is that bad, Tennessee will have the ball. I mean, like, Tennessee is favored on the road in this game. That's how bad the commanders are. I think I'm just more likely to just play Derrick Henry or Robert Woods. Or even Curtis Samuel or something. I just thought, am I stacking this game? If I, Am I playing Tannehill? Am I playing Wentz? Probably not. I don't think it's going to burn me. Oh, you needed to have Tannehill. You needed to have Wentz. I don't know about that. If that happens, then I just lose, I guess. It just doesn't doesn't seem that enticing. D. Owens eighty nine says Wilson Wilson Conklin Hill Waddle super stack. Yeah, what's going on with that Miami, the Miami Jets game? But Tyreek Hill's eight thousand. Waddle sixty seven hundred. This is this is tough. I like the running backs in this game more than anything. And I'm not talking about just Brees Hall. I'm talking about Raheem Mostert. Dolphins are a three-point favorite on the road. 
Yeah, I don't know about this game. Playing Bridgewater or something? Eh, I don't know. Maybe I could have some line. If Brees Hall's going to get up in ownership, I could see playing, you know, playing Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore or something like that. And then you play you play them across one of the two Dolphins receivers, Hill or Waddle. Like, you don't stack it up. Eh, that's viable. I mean, I'm, I'm hey, I'm looking at this like just like you'd be looking at it. I wait for all the injury reports and stuff. I look, I look at prize picks and underdog. I do all my prop stuff Tuesday, Wednesday. Pretty much everything has moved. Like I think pretty much, I mean, like, dude, one, two, I'm looking at my sheet right now. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 out of what? Like 22 have already moved, have moved. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, stuff like Lazard, I have it over 42 and a half, and that's up to 45 and a half. Mooney's up to 46 and a half. I have it at 38 and a half. Komet is up to 27 and a half. I have him at 21 and a half. Thielen's up three yards. Cook's up five yards. Lockett and Metcalf are both up five to seven yards. Pickens, I, I, I mean, I told you that yesterday. Ertz is up another four yards today. So it's like, I got those in. Like, that's what I do earlier. Now, now you take a look on, you know, Friday and go, okay, okay, let's see. Let's do the DFS stuff. Let's see what's happening here. But then then I, I have Twitter open on my other screen. and like, oh, okay, what's going on? This guy's out. This guy didn't, is not in, not in practice. Who knows? Jason Hull says, Cooper Rush plus wide receiver plus Pollard run back with Cup. Uh, I don't know about that. Dallas, is that with this team total? If I'm going to do anything with, if I want to, yeah, it's going to have to be CeeDee Lamb. Rush plus Lamb plus Schultz plus Cup. I wouldn't play Pollard. Actually, that isn't that bad. Rush plus Lamb plus Schultz plus Cup. Because Rush has to be cheap. Yeah, 5,400. That's doable. Isn't as bad as I thought. Hey, thanks for the idea. That isn't that bad. Played from the other side. If Higby is going to be on, because you're going to see Stafford, Higby, Cup lineups. Stafford, Higby, Cup, Lamb. That may be the better way to actually do it. Because, I mean, how how much is uh, Stafford? He's not that expensive, 6400 And you get to play at $4,300 tight end. I almost feel I'd rather play the line. I mean, truthfully, I'd, I think I'd rather play it that way. Stafford, Cup, Higby, Lamb. But, I mean, that that's not going to be chalky. But if people have a game stack, that's what is that's that's probably what it's going to look like. Jack Koff says last week's Millie broke people's brains. Cheap quarterback stacks are going to be higher owned in general. No, they're going to be higher owned in general. I don't think it's because of recency bias. I think it's just it's tough to stack the higher price quarterbacks on this slate with unless like some decent enough value like opens up where you're not just taking flyers on thirty five hundred dollars. But you can. You can take flyers. But I think the Hertz and Allen stacks are going to be l- l- less owned. Not because people are like, oh, well, I'm going to take a shot on on the Justin Fields or something or, or whatever. Or Andy Dalton. I think it's just purely due to the fact of like a wide receiver and running back. We really do, we don't have a we don't have a forty five hundred dollar guy to play. I mean, there are guys that you could play, but like nothing that like stands out as 
oh, I'm jamming this guy in. This guy's going to be 25% owned in GPP at 4K. Like, I don't think we have any of those. The Owens 89 says, Mustard is my favorite dart. Yes. I, I would list them up there. Yes. I'm much more likely to get different a running back. Stack up whatever game you want and get you find five. You can find 5% on running backs. And the, the variance in the running back position is way higher than you think. Because we're all used to, we all used to five years ago to the previous 30 years of like, oh, bell cow running backs, 30 plus touches. Running back is very easy to project. Not anymore. Even the running backs that like, oh, get 80% of the work. Sometimes they only get 60% of the work. Sometimes they 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 get spelled and someone else gets the touchdown. Like it's it's just so high variance at running back. That I'm much more likely to just get different. Hey, fine, fine. Play the hurt stack and whatever, and then just get different at running back. Play the Bra- hey, play Brady. Brady, you play Brady, you don't play Fournette with him. You play Brady and, and Evans in London, and then you get then you play Raheem Moster. A running back, and you play. Uh, who else at running back? You play. So you play. It, uh, well, Herbert's not going to be three percent owned if Montgomery's out, right? You you, you take uh, you take Damian Harris or something or whatever. Rashad Penny again, right against the Saints or whatever. I mean, this James Robinson. Any of these running backs, you wouldn't be shocked if you know they had a hundred yards and two touchdowns out of the blue. They had a big run, forty-six yard run. They're done. And that team is up, and we didn't expect that team to be up. And then they run the ball 28 times. Like that could happen to any. I mean, it's it's football. There's a lot of parody. Doug Montgomery says a Brady with two with no bring back. If I bring back the target tree to many, do you not bring it? It doesn't matter. You don't need to bring back anything. If the if the Bucks go out and just destroy the Falcons, thirty four to three, you're gonna wish you didn't have a Falcon in your lineup. To me, that to me, my I, the, my favorite player in that game is is, is Chris is uh, Chris Evans, not Chris Evans, but Mike Evans. So I think people are gonna, people will play Godwin. It's not like Evans won't be owned. But, like, as a one-off, like, if you're not going to play Fournette or Godwin or Brady, like, just playing Mike Evans as a one-off. Because, I mean, he's like the touchdown machine. He could easily he could easily score three touchdowns this game on 40 yards receiving. Right? These 12-yard passes, you know, into the end zone or something. He's a big guy. They don't have Gronk there anymore, right? So he's kind of that that guy. So yeah, Brady throws for 270 yards and three touchdowns. So it's like, you don't need him or anything. But Evans has, you know, Evans is sitting there with 30 points. And it takes it out of Fournette and it takes it out of Godwin. And also, and also Brady throws the ball around a lot. So a lot of times, you know, you'll you'll build a Brady stack. You go, oh, I'm just going to build Brady, Godwin, Evans. Then Scotty Miller scores a touchdown. And Russell Gage gets a, a, a catch and run for 70 yards. And he's sitting there. Rashad Perriman gets a long pass. And he's sitting there with the two the two main receivers. Julio Jones comes in for 50% of the snaps and he does something. Right? You never know. You never know with Brady. So sometimes it's hard to double stack him. You can say the same with Josh Allen. He throws to a lot of trolls also. Mahomes obviously throws to trolls. But at least with with uh with Buffalo now, 
Like, I think Kumaro's out. Like, they don't, they have no one. Knox is out. Like, I think their target tree is going to be very, very small, especially if McKenzie's out also. Like, dude, it's not that hard to double stack Allen anymore when now the players are cheaper and there's fewer of them. So I'm I'm looking to target, I'm looking to target the Bills personally. Stefan Diggs the past two weeks. Oh, people had to play Stefan Diggs. And now that now people won't play Stefan Diggs. Right? People play Josh Allen. I mean, I'm not, he's, he'll be popular as a quarterback. As a stack or whatever. I'd love to say. I'd love to be able to, you know, play Shakir if McKenzie's out. So you play, you know. Allen plus one of Diggs or Davis plus Shakir, and there you go. And you, you don't even have to run it back. Just the Buffalo trucks them. Who cares? Feel free to not even use a, a stealer. I don't know. What are your thoughts? We're talking about anything, right? This is casual Friday. We're just casually talking about stuff, right? I think someone asked about soccer by Grant. Soccer seems like a team stacking amongst attackers is a common strategy, given how you, you and Saramek build your lineups for the UCL slate. Or am I wrong? And it was the Liverpool implied goal total value. Yeah, it was the implied goal total. When you get when you get teams that have three, four implied goal totals and they're minus like two thousand favorites, like you're going to play a lot of that team, right? It's going to be a team that's going to have like ninety percent possession, probably shoot the ball thirty two times and score six goals. So yeah, you're, you're more you're more likely to have a lot of people from that game. Dowen says uh, to D. Owens, given the coverage is getting industry-wide, I expect Robinson to get steamed. James Robinson? No. No. Why would he get steamed? James Robinson? He's barely, I'm looking. What, the the 24th projected salary-adjusted value running back? Why the hell would that happen? Let me me look at the RG projections. Did the RG projections have him higher? Let's look at salary-adjusted value. And, and, you know, yeah, wait, why, why James Robinson? I don't know. Is he going to get, stand, is, am I, am I, did I miss something? Am I not in the cool circle? Who the hell's talking about James Robinson? Donnie Watson asks, uh, Blender, how high would Shakir get an ownership if McKenzie misses? With knocked out also, you have, to, I mean, you would have to give him some type of, target share right i mean they they have no one like if if if, if kumaro is out they'll be calling up some practice squad guys i mean he'll be pile he'll he'll, he'll own, his ownership will be in the double digits it depends when this happens if we don't find out about like this type of if we don't find out about mckenzie until like saturday night his ownership may be single digits find out about it today he may be the most popular like punt play. He'll have to he'll have to project decently, right? At thirty two hundred, all he would have to do is project for like nine points as a median, and then he'd be he'd be like almost a, almost right, almost a three 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 x point per dollar player at receiver for thirty two hundred. You plug him in, you could do anything you want practically. And that'll obviously increase the ownership of Josh Allen and Diggs, and now now it makes the Buffalo stack a little bit more appealing. 
this an account that's worth following? 28,000? Uh, no, Michael Rothstein says the Kyle Pitts has been ruled out. Uh, don't 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 call me. This is, I mean, it's from a Falcons guy, right? Falcons, ESPN, 28,000 followers, verified account. So, no, I guess, yeah, there you go. Okay, Kyle Pitts is out. So are we play. Are we playing? Uh, we're playing Drake London, and you could you could stack you could stack Mariota with uh, what Olamide Zacchaeus. We could do that. The Daryl Hodge. This is obviously going to increase the ownership of Drake London. Okay, Drake London. Drake London is going to going to be popular. This game is going to be popular. I mean, now you take out Pitts. Now, now, I mean, who who are you playing in this game? I think Olamide Zacchaeus, I, I, that could be sneaky, the 4K, but I'm assuming his projection starts coming up also. But she takes Pitt's target share out and snap share out. I mean, they don't have any. I mean, like, look, look, look at, look at this roster. Kaderil Hodge, Demir Bird, Parker Hesse, Anthony Ferkser, and then a whole bunch of crappy running backs. But they only have an 18 total, 18.25 total. That, that number may start coming down a little bit more. I think this is going to be the chalkier game, the chalkiest game on the slate, the Tampa Bay Atlanta game. Now, I think number two would be Seattle New Orleans. Maybe no, maybe not. I don't know what the clear number two would be because we have teams, but not games. I can see, I could see Seattle being popping. You know, Geno Smith, Lockett type of lineup, Olave on the other side. Okay, I can see. Okay, maybe Seattle New Orleans. Just like the Rams, like like you'll see Cup, Higby, Lamb type of lineups. Okay, that's there. I don't see anyone playing the 49ers-Panthers game. Right? Tennessee-Washington, probably not. Not much. Miami Jets will get some. If Amon Ross-St. Brown is back and whatever, and like I, the Detroit-New England game, I'm not going to be that popular. Chicago-Minnesota. This could be a sneaky game. Play cousin stack, play jog, play fields. And maybe hope that the Bears don't just like run the ball 34 times. But I don't know. I mean, if you want to take a shot on it. But I'm looking more. I I I you know, shootout potential. Maybe the Chargers Browns. But how about the Texans Jaguars? Like they got guys that could turn this into a shootout, right? You could easily play Pierce or Cooks. You could easily play Kirk, Zay Jones, like playing Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence plus Kirk plus Jones plus one of Pierce or Cooks. That looks good to me. They have a 20, I mean, the the Jaguars have a 25 and a quarter total. That's pretty healthy for this slate. I mean, you take a look at some of these totals. That ain't that bad. That's only one, one, that's only like one point lower than the Eagles. That's higher than the Rams. They have a, the Jaguars have a higher implied total than the Rams. Higher than the Dolphins. Similar to the Saints. High, slightly higher than the Chargers. But James Robinson isn't really projecting that way. Maybe I may maybe there may be people. Maybe they're onto something with James Robinson. But he's just not he's, he's, I don't know what the inputs are. Because he splits all that time with Etienne, depending on, you know, 
Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they could run, they could, they'll run James Robinson a million times. But what if they don't? I mean, they're playing against the Texans. The Texans are just like defensively awful. I like Lawrence. I like Lawrence plus Kirk plus Jones plus Cooks. I think that I think that looks pretty good. As of right now, that that's 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 my best best thought. I also like the I truthfully, I was I Fields plus Mooney plus Komet plus Jefferson. Or play Dalvin Cook. I mean if the Vikings like get to like a two touchdown lead early, I mean they're gonna have I mean you're, I, I'm saying this. They're gonna have to throw the ball. It's like we've seen the Bears be down two touchdowns and still run the ball 90% of the time. I don't know. <sighs> D. Owens 89 says he, uh, about James Robinson, I'm assuming. It's been mentioned as a favorite play by a lot of creators. Which ones? I, li- I like watching, read, and listen to almost everything. We've seen the steam up effect almost weekly. Everyone lists their sleepers and they're no longer sleepers. But I haven't even, I've even heard that. Like last week, Penny, yes. Yes, I agree with the Rashad Penny yesterday, last week. I agree with that. But I haven't really heard, like, oh, James Robinson, sneaky. Like that, he doesn't, at least Penny projected decently. Like Penny last week was like the ninth highest salary adjusted value like player, not the 24th. Like when I say, when I say like Raheem Mostert, like at least he comes up like on the screen. Right, where's Moster? Yeah, here, here he is. At least he's like on the first screen or something. Like Penny's up here. Like, like why, why Robinson? Just play Damien Harris or something. And this is the RG. No, these are the blitz projections. I mean, you have to scroll. Once you get to, I mean, you, can you play him? Yes, of course. But he doesn't project any differently than like Cam Akers. And do you want to play Cam Akers? I don't. I know Donnie Watson and a lead Robinson gets the work. I know. But what happens if they don't score that way? That's nothing to do with you. You're trying to predict game scripts. I'm just trying to find. I want a team to go off. Right. And if we take a look at the ownership for the, for the, for the, Jaguars, it's like, why can't I play like two big play? Like, dude, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones could easily have big plays. I want to find a stack of a game that that is going to that, that the passing game is going to score four or five touchdowns versus their ownership, right? Like Tampa, yeah, uh, yeah, you could do Brady plus Evans plus Scott. Yes, yes, we, we all know that. They're also all owned. I don't know about this combination of a Houston because I mean Cooks is going to be owned, Pierce is going to be owned. I get it, but I don't think any, I don't think many are going to be playing them in combination, correlatively. While the Tampa Bay game, people are going to be playing correlatively. That's why I said like I have to figure out whether or not I could use Evans as a one-off, as much as I I would think. Like what happened last week? I said last week I said it the Seattle Detroit game. Because of how how popular and value driven it was, it's a type of game that you either play correlatively, you don't play at all, right? And that's what I did. I played lineups that either had stacks of that game, and then lineups that really didn't have much of that game. 
And obviously the ones that had stacks of the game did pretty well. The ones that didn't, didn't do very well. Because when you score 93 points in a game, you're pretty much going to need to need a stack of that. I think that may exist a little bit in this Atlanta-Tampa Bay game. While these other games, not so much. Chaoso, what's your favorite piece of content every week? The most informative and maybe the most entertaining. My content. My content's the favorite. What else am I supposed to say? I get, I get entertained. I my, me personally, my my fit the, my favorite listens of the week are the Gill cast and the Swole cast. But that's you're doing you're listening to that for entertainment, right? Monday the Monday review Gill cast and then Swole cast the first first look show in the world on Wednesday. You're not getting in, you're not getting much out of that other than entertainment. But but that's what I want to get. Why do why do I why do I need anything else? I already have numbers here. You you know me. I already got the numbers. The only reason I listen to everything is not because of it. I'm not listening to other content for information on who to play or what would be good and strategy. I'm listening because I want to know what other people are listening to, what other people are reading, because then that affects ownership. And then I change, change the ownership to reflect that. That technically is my secret sauce, okay? I'm 100% transparent, right? I show you I show, show you exactly the process of how I build my lineups. I show you all the tools. I give them, hey, look, you could buy them. I've shown it multiple times. But I, as I will always say, like these numbers here in this PO column, I change. So if you try to go in and go, okay, I'm going to build, I'm just going to use exactly the blitz projection things and then go projection versus ownership, this versus that, whatever. I should get the same lineups as Jordan. No, you're not because I'm changing ownership. Yours is going to say Cooper Cup 20.86. Mine may say 17.4, right? Which is going to make, make, which is going to make a difference or something. Probably doesn't say 0.4, probably just says 17. I, I, I typically round up to, to, to just... Regular number integers. But I will move stuff around based on what I hear. I just look and I go, okay, let's take a look at this ownership. Based on around the and then I'll do Saturday night. Is, is AJ Brown really going to be 12.9% owned? Is he going to be more like 9% owned? Is Stefan Diggs really going to be 11% owned and more like 15%? Like if Shakir makes, if Shakir is viable and, 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 uh, uh, and projects well, like I'll have to bump up Stefan Diggs' ownership. You go, well, what does that have to do with each other? It's like, well, it'll make it easier to make Josh Allen stack so people will do it more. So Stefan Diggs may not be 11.46% owned. He may be 15% owned. He may be 17%. Owned. I don't know what, I don't know. How do I come up with the numbers that I put in? It's all by feel. I'm not running it through anything. There's no scientific method of me doing that. I literally just go through. I start, go to the top. I go, if this guy, okay, is he really going to be that owned? And maybe bump this down too. Bump that down up one. Something. Someone may, oh, is he really, like Drake London, 9.74. No, nah, he's going to be like 18%. He's going to be like 18% owned now. He's going to be something. He's going to be something like that as of now. Now, obviously, the ownership projections are going to change. They get updated several times a day as news comes in and stuff. Tomorrow, they'll get updated. Sunday morning, they'll get updated. 
by the blitz, by RG, by everything. But I look and I look and I say, okay, algorithmically, I can understand. Like in a rational world, these numbers make sense. But human beings are not rational. So I will change the numbers. Not the the player projections I never change. Unless I really need, I'm fighting with the lineup HQ to like get a certain amount of something. I don't even have to do that anymore. But the ownership numbers I will change. And maybe they don't even make any mathematical sense. Because a lot of times I'm not fucking necessarily, you know, screwing around with the bottom end. Like I don't need to, like let's uh, let's roll up to like something like, is Russell Gage going to, is, is Deontay Johnson going to be, uh, let, let, let's, uh, is uh, Nico Collins going to be 2% owned or more like 4% owned? Doesn't matter that much to me. Like at that level, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter that much to me. If Nico Collins is going to be more like 7% owned, if, then yeah, then, then I'm going to have to change that. Is KJ Osborne really going to be 1.95 or more like 2.8? Don't care. It's not going to dramatically affect the lineups that I'm building. But at the at the high end, right? How owned are the most owned players? Like last week, I had Josh Jacobs at like 14% projected ownership. He came in at six. Like that's off, right? If I had I known six, I would have a lot more of them. Or the week before that with Miles Sanders, I had him at 11. He came in at 22. Like I, I, I got to be more accurate there. But the rest of the, the rest I was pretty good with, right? You get some outliers, but I try, I try to I try to do it, but I'm I'm doing it based on what I, I'm, dude. I look at projections around the industry. I listen and read and everything. Am I listening intently? No, I le- I, I listen to podcasts like twelve hours a day. I just leave stuff up on a playlist. It just rolls through, and I don't. I don't sometimes I go through podcasts. I don't. Know, did I remember even listening to it? But I hear the names. I while I'm doing other stuff. And remember, it's like, yeah, yeah, everyone's been talking about that a little bit more than I thought. And then no one's talking about, I haven't heard anyone say anything about this guy. Is he really going to be 12% owned or more like 7% owned? Like, that's what I'm, and let me like take a look at the projection. Sometimes you hear no one talk about someone, and even though they're like the fourth highest projected player at the position. It's like, well, they're not going to be that low owned, even though no one's talking about him. Like, projections say that he should be talking about, right? Exactly. <sighs> okay, also says the Chargers-Browns game has the highest on player at under 7% while it's one of the highest totals on the slate. No, I agree with you. Because no one, because it's because in that game, no one really projects great. Other than maybe Eckler a little. So playing it correlatively, you're going to have to jam in a bunch of projection in the rest of your lineup. Right, if you're going to play Chargers-Browns, Probably from the the Herbert side, you probably you'll probably have to eat 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 a chalky Fournette or something like that, a Godwin, you know, like you'll probably have to eat someone. If you're not playing a tight end, you eat Higby. Something like that. It just it doesn't project all that well. I mean, you're probably dropping about five or six points in projection just to play it. But yeah, but anything has a ceiling, right? Oh, no, go. 93 points, hey! Of course. Donnie Watson, would you have interest in Teddy? He sells the weapons, and I don't care about quarterbacks. Don't ask me about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are just linchpins and lineups. I don't care about Bridgewater. 
How does Hill and Waddle project? Like, that's what matters. And what are their salaries? Me, personally, I, I don't I don't see myself having any Bridgewater. I could see myself playing Hill and Waddle as one-offs. I could see playing Br- Brees Hall and Tyreek Hill, you know, like a 1-1, like a secondary correlation. I could see those. But probably not Bridgewater. And definitely not Zach Wilson. I think I'm more likely to play Zach Wilson just because of salary. You play Zach Wilson plus Garrett Wilson plus Tyler Conklin, and you run it back with one of the Miami Hiller Waddle. Like that, that, at least salary wise, I think I'm more likely to do that. But I don't even, I'm not even sure if I even uh, build any lineups that look like that. If I do, it would be very few. As of now, of course, I'm saying as of now. Greg R says, "Careful, you don't give away that secret sauce, or Ben from Lawless will be after you." I don't know how. How is it that much of a secret sauce? I oh, I judge. What I do as a DFS player is that I judge ownership and change it accordingly. That's that's it. There's no secret. There's no. I can't sell you that. I can't. There's not. There's nothing to give you. I'm making adjustments. It could be like 20 minutes before lock. And go, oh, okay, I think this guy may be this, and this guy may be that. And to me, it's just human judgment. So anything that you're going to run through, any type of computer programming, is not not doesn't take into account enough the, the irrationality of other human beings. And that was that was always my my strength, even in poker, was hand reading. <sighs> T-Mac, in your opinion, what is the one thing most people get wrong in DFS? You're the most transparent, yet people still struggle. The number one thing that most people get wrong is not, is, it's the number one thing. I mean, it's the, the first chapter of the first Theory of DFS course. That they don't realize that DFS is a game, like very similar to poker, right? People think poker is a game of cards played with money. When in fact, it's a game of money played with cards. So very similar to DFS, where people think it's a it's a game of players with player performance. No, it's a game of money played with, the, the pieces just so happen to be players, right? But it's a game of money. It's a game of equity. So you have to get away from the worldview that you're like, oh, what do I think is going to happen on Sunday? That's the number one obstacle that people have. Oh, well, I think this guy's going to do this because of X, Y, like, you you can quantify all of that if you want. That's what a projection model does. So if you want to do that, that's fine. But other than that, it's, it's a game of equity. To me, it doesn't matter what's most likely to happen on Sunday. I don't care. I want to know what's most profitable to play on on Sunday. Oh, it's most likely that Tampa Bay does well in Atlanta. Okay, but would would you do that if if they were all ninety five percent owned? Are they that likely that you should be eating that ownership? Or is there a game that's twice as less likely, but going to be fourteen times less owned? That would be more profitable. So it's not about predicting outcomes. What is going to happen Sunday? No, you have to break everything down into a probability. 
How probable is this game stack going to be in the winning GPP lineup? 12%. Okay. What are they owned? 18%. So wouldn't it be better to play a lesser probable lineup that is going to be owned, under-owned that probability? That, that's what the game is. It's a game of equity, probabilities, money, math. It's not a game of play, predicting player performance. Like that's the num that's the number one thing, and that that's what people get wrong. And no matter how much you can teach some people, they will be stubborn and never change their worldview. Which is why I could say, hey, feel free, get the course, get the advanced course, theoryofdfs.com. I said there's a bunch of people that have probably bought it. Like, oh yeah, um, all this math mumbo jumbo. I think it still comes down to you know. Watching the games. No, no, it doesn't come down to watching the games. Most of the top DFS players don't watch the games. They're not studying the games. They're not doing any of that, right? Feel free to keep on watching the games and see if that matters. It it probably makes you even more biased than anything. (sighs) Kickstar says Blender's DK hat is much nicer than mine. You must get those when you're a winner. I don't know. I got this a while ago. They send me stuff, right? They send me that Yeti, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm also Onyx tier. So, like, I'm on the highest tier rewards, whatever thing. So, they send me they send me stuff. And most of the stuff I don't even want. Right? Do I, do I need an ice cooler? Do I need one? No. I'll send one, I guess. I'd rather have the money. Like that ice cooler was like uh, about $150 Yeti cooler thing. Just give me the 150 bucks. Just give me $150 worth of crowns. That's fine. I don't need that thing. Oh, but it's nice that they send. I don't, give me the money. Just give me the money. I don't care about the gifts. Right? Oh, tickets to this game, which I've, I've never gotten tickets to a game or anything. But even then, give me the money that it's worth. I don't need to go to the game. Who cares? Oh, we can give you luxury box tickets for the Bengals, right? Because that's the closest NFL team to here. No, nah, no, nah, just give me them. How much are they worth? Well, give me that money. I, I don't want to, I don't care about going to see a Bengals game. Especially in a luxury box. You might as well watch it at home then. Oh, yay. We're 700 feet in the air. And we have like heating and, and catering and stuff like that. This is, this is my living room. Why the hell am I here? I'd have to go find a figure out parking and drive two hours. I'll watch it from home. Jason Hull says DFS is people playing with emotions and players where it should be numbers and lineups. Yes, that's true also. Redman wants me to get tickets for the uh, MSG event, the MMA event. I can't get anything. I've never gotten. I've never asked. I never, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm Onyx tier, but I'm nowhere near like some of like the nosebleed type players. I'm I'm happy I get get anything, I guess. Nor do I, I, I just, just give me the money. Just, I just want to just make the payout structures good. Make the opponents weak and let me make money. That's, that's it. You don't need to do anything else. Lower the rate. Instead of giving me hats and coolers and cakes and whatever the hell you send me or tickets. Lower the rate by a percentage point. There, there, there you go. That's all I need. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about anything else. Uh, yeah, the weekly prize chests. Right, like, give me more of those. 
where it's like, oh, here's 50 DK dollars. Here's 100 DK dollars. You're spending in contests anyway, so it's real money. <sighs> so anything else before I get out of here? Right? We talked about some stuff, right? Casually. Got a casual conversation. Nice Friday. Still have to wait for some of this injury news. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Dolphin says he's hopeful that Tyreek Hill will play Sunday. Said Quill's quad injury yesterday popped up and they'll manage it. So we don't even know that. Maybe it turns out tomorrow. Oh, Tyreek Hill ain't playing. We don't, we don't know. Starting to get like basketball, like NBA. It's starting to get like NBA. You don't find out stuff until uh, 90 minutes before the inactives or something on Sunday. But you could you could get uh you could keep keep up to date with all the stuff, all the projections, all the ownership, everything we have at Roto Grinders. Click on that link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month of a combo premium package. I got my uh my my game theory premium game theory show. We posted later today. That's for premium members only. Me and Tuttle. Uh, we got the tournament takes podcast. Got the solo ship show. We got we got the, we got the, the the PFF show. We got tons of stuff on the channel today. Uh, the Blitz show for premium members tomorrow, and then obviously the you know the, the the morning shows on Sunday. That that's free. You could listen to that. We got the expert surveys, the, the core stacks, and we got all the content that you could possibly. We got the possibly want gridiron IQ. Got everything here at Roto Grinders. So subscribe. We got a Discord, right? Join the Discord. I got my own premium channel. It's called Blender's Game Theory. You can ask me stuff there anytime you want, pretty much, right? I also do two or three coaching sessions uh, a month via Zoom. Get on audio, video, talk to me, share screen, do whatever whatever the hell you want, right? So join up. Join me there. And, uh, and hit that thumbs up button, right? Give me the thummy thumbs on your way out the door. And, uh, and uh, we'll see what happens over the weekend. Got soccer tomorrow, no MMA. No MMA tomorrow. Maybe, maybe, maybe there'll be a maybe, maybe there'll be a stupid Saturday. Maybe. Maybe. Right. I did that the week before when there was no MMA. Maybe I'll do that. I won't be on the Roto Grinders channel, but whatever. If you follow me on Twitter at Blender HD, you'll know where to go. And then I'll see you. We'll review all the stuff, all the stuff we got right, all the stuff we got wrong, and everything that has happened on Monday. And answer your DFS strategy questions like I always do. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. 